Thanks, Lizzie. <laughs> now, in front of you, you've got a few things. Um, just to point them out, you're going to need them in on what's going to happen next. There is an image. Um, hopefully, you would have seen that image, um, but it's the one that the church is using uh, to try and challenge people at the moment, um, which we're going to do a bit of reflection on later. And you should also have a candle with you. But first, I want to share some, some thoughts. Do you know that there are only 46 shopping days before Christmas? Do you know that you only have 46 more days to spend millions of pounds? Do you know that during the 25 days of Christmas that we Brits will spend something like 16 to 18 million pounds? The average family can expect to have to pay just a thousand pounds for Christmas Day alone. Do you know that this is the biggest spending binge of the year for the UK economy? Do you know that many corporations make 50% of their profits during this lucrative Christmas shopping season? Many of us already are bored by the advertisements. Christmas toys are on sale. Christmas toys are on sale. How can you have a bright, new, shiny Christmas unless you have a bright, new, shiny thing? And not just one shiny thing. Why not get many? Spend now as tomorrow may be too late. Hurry, hurry, hurry down to the shopping centre or wherever you can to spend, spend, spend. You never need to end this spending in a constant stream of supply of the commodification of Christmas. There's plenty of parking, plenty of buses. Just come and spend. And remember to hurry, hurry, hurry. There are only 46 days left and millions must be spent. And the truth is, None of us can really afford it. Yes, we are at the beginning of the run-up of the Christmas marathon or mania, and it isn't even Advent yet. It is that time of year when we are so very busy, and there is so much to do. We all seem to be frantic, and we cannot stop. And as we run up in our frenetic busyness to another time of Advent and Christmas, the story of God is quietly lost amongst the consumer gratifications. For many people, including me, Christmas can be a painful time, a yearly cycle of things not quite working out the way you want it to be, always slightly of an anticlimax. But the heart of this story is of the incarnation of a fundamental point of celebration. It involves a woman who has conceived outside of wedlock, who is poor and is struggling under Roman political oppression. Mary seeks liberation not only for her family, but for everybody. People who are largely terrorised by unfair political systems that favour the rich and privileged over the majority who are underprivileged and poor. She is a woman who has managed to avoid being stoned to death, the fate of many women who have been in similar situations as she is in. Yet we meet an almost regal figure in her ordinariness. So she waits in expectant hope for the salvific purposes of the divine. She awaits the mystery of the birth of the God-human. Fully God, fully human. The long-awaited Messiah, the one to lead people out of darkness into the light. 
the God that makes justice and mercy and the beginning of the kingdom of God all possible. This is what Advent is about. A time of stopping, not rushing. A time of waiting, not avoiding. Yes, a time maybe of painful hoping. A time that sometimes feels like abandonment as we seek the absent, not very present, loving God. So amongst the addictions and gratification, there is a story of the Emmanuel, the God with us, that we await. Maybe part of our disappointment with this time of year is that we sense deep within ourselves that merely exchanging presents with each other doesn't really honour the depth of the spirituality that we encounter and the birth of the incarnation of God. I found a poem the other day that reflects this very well by someone called Louise Tysberg, which I will just read. When Jesus called that Christmas week, I wasn't at my best, and the house was much too cluttered to ever entertain a guest. He seemed to notice everything, the cards still undressed, the gifts piled high awaiting wrapping, the baking and the rest. His eyes fell on the evergreen and the presents neath the tree. It's my birthday that you celebrate. What are you giving me? What am I giving him, I thought, ashamed no words I found. So my costly things that I had bought, he looked at me and frowned. I prayed he'd let the question pass, but when he did persist, I blurted out the truth at last. You were not on my list. Christmas toys on sale again. Christmas toys on sale all the time. How can you have a bright, shiny Christmas unless you have a bright, shiny new thing? 46 days to spend money we do not own. So amongst the busyness, the spending and the consumption, will we stop? Will we stop to notice the presence of the divine? Will we stop to notice the God who comes to reframe all that is unjust and broken? A God who seeks love, restoration, to help a world shift from greed to peace, from oppression to equality, and for justice to flow like ever-flowing streams. This is a deeper peace, beyond the impoverishment of ever-consumption. It is a lasting hope, not to be bought, but to be lived. So as we face Advent as a light, as a moment for the encountering of God, let us face that by stopping our freneticism and notice the divine that deep calls to deep and choose to live a different way. So that image I have before you of a God born in a bus shelter in the orderliness of a contemporary scene, can I encourage you to take that home and explore this God in the context of our world? So can I encourage you to take that away as an image. 
the God who seeks our presence in the orderliness of our life. So tonight we contemplate Christ being born among us again. So let us now, in a moment of silence, and some music is going to be played, let's just have a moment of silence before we do play the music and think about this desire to follow God, a desire to think of the places and spaces in our lives where we wish this God, Christ, to come afresh this new year. Perhaps places that have been difficult or stressful. Places we avoid in the pain of life. Places where we have fallen out with people or where there is deep, deep pain. Or maybe spaces that feel empty where God is not. So let's take some time together to think and explore those places that we would like God to inhabit. And when you feel ready, let's use these candles that we have as a symbol of a light, the light of Christ, that we seek to draw into these places where we desire God to inhabit. So let's just stop in silence, and then when you're ready, let's make this ritual action.